Hi, I'm Jerry Williams. This is my podcast, Life with Jerry Williams. Thank you so much for listening. Please take a minute and subscribe to the podcast. And if your platform allows it, give us a rating and a review. That helps other people find the podcast. Coming up today, we're going to take a look at one of the three virtues, faith, hope, and love in particular. We're going to look at hope and what hope actually looks like, how maybe we can define it a little bit better. For me, it's always been a tough one to to kind of nail down. I'm going to share some thoughts on that coming up in just a couple of minutes. And also going to give you a little insight into a personal philosophy of mine that deals with the seasons. All of that is coming up on Life with Jerry Williams. Forget everything you have ever learned in grade school about there being four seasons, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. There are only two seasons that actually matter, baseball and Christmas. Christmas represents life as it was meant to be. The mystery of the creator becoming the created, the one given for all. He who was wronged making the ultimate sacrifice to be reunited in fellowship with those who have wronged him are all part of Christmas. The hope and joy inspired by the season, the generosity and goodwill expressed by so many is but a foretaste of what is to come for those who recognize the true meaning of Christmas. Christmas embodies the hope, peace, and love They can only be found through a relationship with the baby born that first Christmas. Promised through and to Abraham when he said, God will provide the lamb. Born for the purpose of dying in place of all of us. Paying the debt that we owed to him. For those of us who know him, Christmas presents a tremendous opportunity. The message of the gospel is plainly stated in the lyrics of many of the songs of the season. Songs that are sung not only in churches, but also on the radio and through the sound systems at malls and department stores all across the world. And people, even those who make no claim to faith or who would never attend a church service, have memorized those words and sing them every year at this time. Christmas is a season to celebrate and give thanks and to share what life can and will be like if we but embrace the message. Now, baseball is life itself, or at least the most accurate metaphor we have for life. The grueling 162-game season must be played out until its end, day after day. It begins in the spring with every team, every player full of potential and hope. The grind of each game, each inning, continues through July and August, wearing down those ill-prepared for the long-distance nature of life, sapping the energy of those who have stuck around one year too long and cutting short others promising careers with unforeseen injuries. By September, many teams have been eliminated from a chance at the postseason, but the games must still be played, though they seem meaningless to those with no hope of continuing into October. But even on those teams, there is opportunity for individuals to excel. Baseball, like life, is a game where success is rare. If a hitter fails to reach base safely 70% of the time, he's considered a star. For a team to win just a few more games than it loses is reason for celebration. 
There is more to success in baseball than numbers or even victories, at least for those who know what to look for. The batter who gives himself up to move a runner into scoring position. A shortstop who cheats a little toward the middle of the infield against a hitter who tends to go that way. The hitter who takes an extra pitch or two in hopes of wearing out a tiring pitcher in the late innings. And a team that plays to win even after they've been mathematically eliminated from contention are all admired by teammates and opponents alike. And, as in life itself, it's often these small moments of striving that give us courage to face another day. And that is why I observe only two seasons, baseball and Christmas. This topic has been rattling around in my head since an on-air fundraising event I was involved with at the Joy FM way back in March of 2015. I began to flesh out the ideas for a church Bible study I did a little after that, and the inspiration for these thoughts came during that friendraiser. The theme developed subtly but steadily during those four days of on-air fundraising, but I'll get to that presently. The theme that began to take shape was hope. Now, I've allowed my thoughts to marinate, adding some biblical word study to the mix, and here's the result. But now, faith, hope, love, abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. These three, faith, hope, and love, have much in common. They're closely related. They are often referred to as the three theological virtues. Roman Catholic theology holds that these virtues cannot be obtained through human effort, but must be granted by divine grace. In classic works of art, the three virtues are often depicted as young women, which may explain the propensity of parents to use them, at least as they're translated in the King James Bible, as first names for their daughters, faith, hope, and charity. While there are indeed emotional aspects to each, we often speak of them in reference to the heart or seat of our emotions when we try to describe them or explain where they come from or where we feel them, faith, hope, and love are not purely emotions. The Bible provides much insight into each. The entire 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians is an expanded definition of love. Love is patient, kind, not jealous, doesn't brag, isn't arrogant. Love does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. We find a pretty succinct definition of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction or evidence of things not seen. But hope, it seems, is not so readily easy to define. I couldn't find a nice, neat biblical definition of hope, not one that clearly states hope is, like the verses I've mentioned that say faith is and love is. The closest I could find to a definition is a passage that explains how we acquire hope. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 6 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. 
and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. So what exactly is this hope? Well, the dictionary says that hope can be used as a noun and a verb. As a noun, it's defined as a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. And as a verb, to want something to happen or be the case. Well, that sounds an awful lot like the definition for wish, which can also be used as a noun and a verb. As a noun, it's a desire or hope for something to happen. And as a verb, to feel or express a strong desire or hope for something that is not easily attainable. Well, what then is the difference between wish and hope? Well, if you can substitute the word wish for hope and it doesn't fundamentally alter the meaning of what you're saying, chances are you're really wishing. I did come across another definition that I think is closer to what I've been looking for. An optimistic attitude of mind based on an expectation of positive outcomes related to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. To expect with confidence. Sometimes it's easier to define or understand a concept through an example. Examples of love and faith are pretty easy to spot. Someone treats another person with respect the way they themselves would want to be treated. Well, that's an example of love. Faith is even easier. Have you ever sat in a chair? Well, that action is a demonstration of faith. Faith in the chair that it will support your weight and not collapse. Hope even an action, is not quite as easy to identify. How do we know when someone is hope for something? What does that behavior look like? Hope may be one of those things that is easier to identify when it's missing or absent. We've all known people who felt hopeless, desperate. It affects their entire being, the way they carry themselves, speak, react to situations. Stressful, life-changing situations can tell you a great deal about a person and whether or not they hope for anything. Loss of a job, divorce, illness, death of a loved one. Watch someone going through something like that, and you'll get a pretty good idea of what roles faith and hope play in their life. And that brings me back to the original inspiration for these thoughts on hope. It was late March 2015. The Joy FM was doing one of our two annual on-air fundraisers. We call the Spring fundraiser friendraiser it's four solid days 6 a.m till 8 p.m of us asking people to become financial partners with the radio ministry we are a not-for-profit radio ministry and we depend largely on the financial support of listeners well during that particular march friendraiser i noticed something that i'd not seen before when people call in to make a gift, they'll often share comments about the radio station, or more accurately, stations. We are actually on throughout much of Florida and Georgia and parts of Alabama. What a favorite song means to them, something that touched them in a special way, or they share a story about one of their favorite on-air personalities. The people in the phone center take down these comments, and we get them in the studio and often share them on the air. 
Well, I saw no fewer than five comments from listeners, and there may have been a few that came through when I wasn't in the studio, that were very similar. They all started off the same way. Now, remember, these are people who were listening to the Joy FM as we were asking them to support the ministry financially, and they called in to give money. Their comments started like this. My mom died yesterday. My grandfather died last week. My husband died today. Today. And there were a few of those people who called in on the very day that a loved one had passed away. Called a radio station to make a financial contribution at what surely was one of, if not the, darkest hours of their lives. Now, I didn't take any of those phone calls personally, but here's how it played out of my mind. A woman has just said goodbye to her husband for the very last time this side of heaven. She leaves the hospital alone, gets into her car, and heads to wherever it is that you go after your spouse has just died. I don't know where that is. Home, maybe the funeral home to begin making final arrangements. I don't know. Well, she starts the car and pulls out of the hospital parking lot. She turns on the radio, which just happens to be tuned to the Joy FM. And maybe she hears a song about God seeing her through the storm. Maybe one about overcoming adversity. Could have been a song that proclaimed God's never-ending love. At some point, she heard us talking, because we do quite a bit of talking during our fundraisers. And she may have tuned in while we were sharing a story about the impact our listeners have had through our many outreach programs. Maybe she heard us praying or sharing a scripture. Obviously, she heard the phone number because she called it. And somewhere between leaving the hospital in her first moments as a widow and another good cry, she made a financial gift to a radio station. I've been doing this radio thing for a long time. It still amazes me to some degree that people give money to the Joy FM. Maybe amazes is the wrong word. Humbles. It humbles me. I think the reason so many people who were still so very close to loss made contributions is because they found hope. Not in the radio station itself, but in the message of God's love that we share every day. And in that message, they found again hope and a measure of comfort. And in giving, they were saying thank you to the Lord for his provision and helping to ensure that that message of hope would continue and be available to others when they needed it. It's that never-ending love that is the source and object of our hope. As Paul wrote, tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts. Maybe that's the demonstration of hope I've been looking for. The proof that we have hope is that we keep on going, even in our darkest hours, because we know and put our faith in Jesus and his never-ending love for us. Jesus himself, without actually using the word hope, gave us the ultimate reason for hope. He was speaking to the disciples in John 14, verses 1 through 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go and prepare a place for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And that will finish it up for another edition of Life with Jerry Williams. Again, thanks so much for listening. Please do subscribe to the podcast. And if your podcast platform allows it, give us a rating. Five stars would be excellent, uh, unless you can give more than that. (laughs) I've never seen more than five stars. And also uh, give us a review as well. That will help other people find the podcast. Now, coming up next week, with this whole coronavirus thing still going on, and, and who knows how long it will be, there's a lot of fear, a lot of panic in the world. So I'm going to share some thoughts on that particular topic coming up next time on Life with Jerry Williams. 